Hello. <laughs> My name is Joe. And I work in a button factory. One day, my boss said, hey, Joe, are you busy? I said, no. He said, push this button with your left hand. That little <laughs> childish thing was taught to me by the Shunkies, Mike Sr. and Mike Jr. And I recently found out neither of them are on the Facebooks. Oh. Because I had They're... run across a shipmate of Mike's, and I had heard a story about Mike I had never heard before, and I wanted to share it with him. And when I went on the Facebooks... He was gone. He wasn't there anymore. It was Just quite upsetting. Best un unposted life. Are you ready to light this puppy? Set it on fire. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> And chick proof. Let's God bless all these years. Just get it right one time. What do you want from me? Forty years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer: the T-bone and chick proof show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G for glorious. Hello, my friend. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I am good. You disappeared temporarily, but I know, and it's but now you are back with a slight delay. I think. Yeah, and, you know, our listeners uh, understand that we are thousands of miles apart, and uh, we run into <laughs> some technical difficulties sometimes. I, I tried to ask you last episode about uh, what kind of internet speed are you pushing over there? What uh, You probably got the movie star. You probably got the... What, do you, what, do you, what is your preferred Spanish internet provider? Uh, we actually have a weird something something from a British company, but I'm also in the attic, which is probably the furthest away from all the internets. I thought you got yourself a um, little uh, uh, amplifier thingy. Yeah, it's so for it to reach the internet to reach the router, it has to be on the middle floor. But I'm convinced that the attic is actually just the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what happens, but I seem to be running fine. I mean, it's 153.8 for downloads, and for uploads, it's still registering. Where where do you find that but data? Like what did you do to pull up that data? Speed test by Okla. O-O or Ookla? I don't know. We use it at work to discern that the internet on base is terrible. <laughs> Speed test by Okla. Yeah, there we go. So uh, I guess this is an app that you have to download? No, you just click go. All right. Oh, yeah, look, go. And it's going to tell me that I, so one, uh, 170 is uh, where it's got us at. Now, uh, 160 download, and then the upload is still trying to figure itself out. And what did you say your numbers were? You're, you're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So... I am uh, 161 on the upload, uh, uh, download, and 24 on the upload. What was your download? My download is 161. And you're 24 on upload? 24. I rounded up to 25 on 24.84 uh, on the upload. It's really not that far off. I'm at 153.58, so 154, and my upload is 16. Interesting. I was expecting a larger gap. 
<laughs> to be honest. So I have, uh, I, not knowing that this uh, speed test thing existed, I bought another antenna that I haven't even connected yet, but it's, uh, it's supposed to, you know, do more to give me better. I don't, I, I don't know what we got to do for anybody out there that's a computer geek, that's a listener. If, if you know what we're doing wrong or what our numbers should be or what we need to do, you know, I just want a quality product. I'm not trying to, I don't like when I have to edit so much of the, here we are right now. Let me look at this. Right now we are six minutes in and I'm going to have to edit about four minutes of that out because it's just me just like, ah, <laughs> and no one wants, no one wants to hear, no one wants to hear me thinking out loud, ah, except the Taney family. I, <laughs> apparently, apparently they like to hear my musings of me just being redonkulous, just going up. So funny because the the episode that I did not properly edit, I released, and there was there was some bad stuff, and I had to, you know, of course, I quality control. I listened to our own episodes, and I I listened to this episode. I was like, oh no, and I, and I'm far away when I'm listening to it. I was like, as soon as I get home, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix this as soon as I get home. <laughs> So I did. I chopped it up and it took out the bad words. And, and then Mr. Taney jumped on there. was like, me and my family really enjoyed that. I'm like, well, that's off brand. Can't I, We can't be doing that. Speaking of brand, did you look at the uh, designs I sent you? No. Oh, thanks. I didn't realize that that's what the link was. <laughs> I, I'm a bad person. I'm not sending you spam. I mean, if I'm contacting my- you outside of show hours, it's obviously show related. Yes. Obviously, uh, you've been hacked. <laughs> That's the immediate thought. So, is oh, this isn't him. So last episode, <laughs> last episode, we started talking about opening up our own merch store, and some of the conditions of opening up that merch store was going to be a discount for our listeners and free shipping. Neither one of those things I could figure out. So I dropped the profit margin the percentage of the profit margin so all of these things are set to like get 50 percent profit but i i couldn't give free shipping and i couldn't give discounts to our listeners so i dropped the profit margin all the way down to a mere 10 percent of the items cost now understanding that we've opened it up to our audience that if you have a design that you want to see we will make that design we will put it in the store and we'll put our, you know, our hashtag on it, of course. We'll make the design, we'll put it in our store, and we will sell it. And if it is popular, if it is se- if it sells, we will give you a percentage, half of the profit that we make. But understanding the profit that we make is very, very small. So if, if, you, if you make an awesome <laughs> thing that you want to have and you sell it for a price point and we're only collecting 10% of that and then we give you 50% of the 10%, understanding three three pennies yes yes it's not it's not gonna make anybody rich it is not uh the mega millions and the mega millions has been won and it has not been won by me how do you know this well because i'm here (laughs) otherwise you would have just come over (laughs) to record no no i i wouldn't record anything i'd be ghosting you i'd be ghosting everybody you wouldn't even text me, been like, I'm sick. I can't record today. Nope. Nope. 
I would have just been sitting here. I would be the I most wait inconsiderate. <laughs> I would be the most inconsiderate billionaire. You, my family, nobody. First thing I'm doing, we've already discussed changing my name. I already got this all planned. I'm going to go to the attorney, going to change my name. Going to go to the wife, going to get her name changed too. You know, I never thought about that. Never thought about what my wife's name change could be, but it would be something amazing. She would. <laughs> I know exactly what I would do if I won the lottery, and I would not do any of those things because it just sounds like a lot of work. I would just do the same thing, but like slowly fade out. <laughs> like I would go to work, Why? continue with the reserves, because if you're just doing the same thing, that is so inconspicuous. You're just like doing and do the minimum and just, yep, I'm here. Just punching my clock. Do, 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 do. And then, you know, be like, oh. Do you have your hand on the computer? Oh. Thank you. You have a computer that needs to be grounded so that we don't hear the interference. <laughs> All right, so you're getting up and you're oh, going wait, to on. work. If it's unplugged, it's not making the sound. Interesting. Do you have a full charge? Nope. <laughs> then I wouldn't have plugged so it. we go. <laughs> you said that and I was like, oh, I wonder if I am actually, I am. Turns out I am. So you're going to get up. Terrifying. You're going to go to work. You're going to do your, you're a billionaire. We're not talking. Yep. We're not talking like a, a lucky scratch off. You got a million. We're talking billion. One. I'm not changing anything. <sighs> Every, not forever, not forever, but just long enough. Long enough to be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna quit because I'm gonna do this instead. I'm gonna go back to school, and then I'll do that. I'll do whatever I want. But it will be a slow fade out, and then no one knows. I'm not buying. I'm not buying an island. Well, maybe I will buy an island. So in uh, in the state I currently live in, in Pennsylvania, they have to release the name of the winner. So they got they got to release your name. So I can't I can't go to the local lottery office and collect it anonymously. I I have to collect it uh, under a name. So that's why number one, change of my name because anybody who ever knew me is all of a sudden gonna need money, and I don't feel I like I won't need money. Yeah, <laughs> you will be one of the few people who maybe may know my new name. You just keep your name posted as T Bone on all the things, but I won't need your money. That's not why I love you. <laughs> okay, uh, you say that now, but uh, you know how many billionaire friends do you have? Exactly, I know a few millionaires, but I don't ever need their money either. <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, you are going to do the gradual ghosting, and I'm doing a no kidding Irish goodbye immediately. I am popping ninja smoke. I am disappearing into the wind. So, you know, me and Boss Lady, we're talking about this and like, we're going to keep the house? Like, yeah, we're going to keep the house. It's a beautiful house. Why wouldn't we keep the house? I got enough guns to protect us. <laughs> I, could, I could hire a security team if I had to. I, you know, uh, there was talk of an in-ground pool. We live here in Enola. We live on a hill. And the backyard that we have, we only have use of like three quarters of the backyard. Because our property line extends farther out. But there's a ravine that takes you all the way down to a creek. <laughs> yeah, creek. <laughs> I mean, the thought of building that extra quarter of our land up to being something usable has crossed my mind but then again the price of that would be cost prohibitive as they say speaking of cost prohibitive when's the Wait, last time you, you painted something that, why can't you just make the 
ravine part, why can't you just make that the deep end? Because <laughs> it'd be like 50 feet deep. That's why. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, it's a very steep ravine. The, the level it's an portion pool drop off. The level portion of our backyard to the to the creek, if you will, is probably eighty feet. It's it's a substantial. It, it's so. <laughs> Let me tell you how steep this is. One day, the wife decided saw some tulips on the other side of the fence, on the ravine side of the fence. So she went around the fence and she went to grab some of these tulips so that she could replant them and then found herself flailing uh, viciously trying to get back up the ravine. It's, I, I took a picture of it because it was tickling me so much. Because she's alive, because she's safe, it's funny to think about, but there's this giant dirt angel that ex- <laughs> where she tried and tried and tried to get back she eventually was able to get back up the hill and uh, she brought a couple of tulips with her but it's this very very steep ravine a- anyway uh, when's the last time you bought paint i know you bought you, you painted the thing underneath your stairs you made the little uh, harry potter thing there yeah i painted the guest room too I have to buy paint in America soon, and that is a daunting task. That sounds expensive. It is unbelievably expensive. I do you went- think I could put paint in my check bags? Oh, you you gonna get you some Leroy Merlin and take it back to the states with you? What are you What are you painting what? in the states? An apartment. <laughs> Why are you painting an apartment? It's not yours. It is mine. Explain. The apartment in New York. Yes, is an apartment. It's mine. You own this apartment? Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> I, I, I thought because apartments, by definition, the word apartment is something that you lease. But not in New York. Nope. Not going to do it. Not going to go there. <laughs> uh, okay. So you owned an apartment in New York. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know you had that kind of money. I don't. <laughs> Which is why I'm painting it myself. <laughs> With with smuggled paint from Spain. Has it been uh, positive income since you've had it? Nope. Oh, that's not good at all. It's just ours. So why don't you just get rid of it? Nope. You have an apartment in one of the it highest is, okay, so apartment it is, places. It is positive income in the sense that it gives us access to America more frequently. It's halfway for my parents to us to my brother. And the amount of money we were spending regularly to go to the States for renting hotels and renting cars and all of that was totaling quite you you know how much it it is when you're not staying with your family it's so expensive there is no way owning an an apartment in new york city is is equal to the transient cost it takes to to come back to the states first of all uh we're only three hours away okay and and I, i have plenty of room for you and I will even go as far as renaming the Nina suite to the Christina suite. Wait, we don't have a Nina suite here. We had a Nina suite in Spain because she was the first guest to stay in that suite. So, yeah, this could be the Christina suite. We we, we will. <laughs> you don't have to own what a am I gonna paint? apartment. What am I going to paint? If I don't have an apartment, what am I going to paint? Uh, this this uh, the Christina suite could use a paint. It could use some painting because <laughs> it's blue. It's got. The the remnants of a children's room in there. There's little dinosaurs on the wall. The the, the outlays. That's just the way I like it. 
that's exactly what i want in a suite well then it stays it stays the christina suite you just have to occupy it get rid get rid of the expensive apartment in new york city get the profit while you can how much did you pay for it i'm not telling you on everybody all that it's not that bad it has to be bad. bad it's an apartment in new york city i've paid more in rent uh, this sounds like a drug deal. All right, I, I'm done. I'm done with this. Anyway, <laughs> if you have to buy paint here in the states, you're you're gonna pay a pretty penny. I couldn't believe how expensive paint was. And then to come home and find that the paint that I needed, the previous owners of the house kept all of the paint that I needed, and there was there was paint. Yeah. So I spent that money unnecessarily, but I will say I had a good time. Why did I have a good time? Because as I was pulling into the Lowe's parking lot, there were dogs everywhere, everywhere. And I actually stopped and I rolled down my window and was like, hey, why are there so many dogs here? And the guy said, oh, no. He lied. And uh, yeah, I pulled up and me and Zeus got out because me and Zeus are going into Lowe's. And uh, we- You we, can take your dog into Lowe's? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can take your dog just about anywhere in the States these days. So uh, I take <sighs> Zeus into, into Lowe's and uh, as, as we were walking in, the guy who lied to me was in a circle of dogs and they were doing some obedience training. I get in, I return the things I needed to return. I pick up the paint I needed to buy, realizing I had forgotten my credit card. Go back out to the car, get the credit card. And as we go back into Lowe's, we are now at the tail end of the procession of a dozen different dogs all going into Lowe's at the same time for obedience training. So we're to the 13th dog. And Zeus is like, I did not sign up for this. I don't know what's going on. I'm not a part of that crew. So then we then we veer off to the return section, and uh, I pay for the credit uh, the the paint with my credit card, and we leave. It was a good time. I just uh, I didn't know this was a thing that the people did that they did obedience training in large groups with dogs in hardware stores. I didn't know that either, but I never wanted to go to a hardware store more in my life. <laughs> the other day, I was taking the bank bag from work, and we drop it over at La Plaza, and there was the tiniest Spanish man, like definitely an abuelo, with this massive Rottweiler. And I was like, can I pet him? And he said, yes, please. He loves it, and I'm tired. <laughs> So there I am, just petting this big old Rottweiler. He was so beautiful. The thing about Rotties are they they are a beautiful dog. And properly trained, they're amazing pets. But because of their history and dog fighting, they're they're very scary looking animals. But No, teddy bears. They are just giant teddy bears for the most part. And Zeus gets along with Rotties. Zeus gets along with all dogs except, want to take a guess? Chihuahuas? Huskies. They're too loud for him? Freaking Huskies, man. No, when he was a puppy, he got in a fight with a Husky, and he has never forgotten that. He has never forgotten that those blue-eyed bastards tried to kill him when he was a puppy. <laughs> I remember like, growing up, the fishers down the street, they got a Rottweiler, and the rest of the neighborhood lost its collective mind. That's a dangerous dog. Dog name was Bentley, and I was not afraid of him at all. And he gave the best snuggles in the grass. And eventually, the rest of the neighborhood came around, which I thought was inconvenient because it impeded on my time with Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> I had to paint. I had to get paint because, and again, 
I didn't have to get paint. There was paint here in the house. I just didn't realize it, but I got it just in case so that I could redo the stairs. The stairs leading from the first floor down into the basement. Uh, beautiful, big, wide, great stairs, great basement stairs. You know, when we were testing other houses, when we were going, when we were trying to find a place to live and we went into these different houses, a lot of the stairs leading into the basement were precarious to say the least. Uh, dangerous. Murder stairs. Yeah, they were definitely murder stairs. The the kind of stairs that you, you know, you start walking down and someone pushes you down the rest so that they can They don't have like insurance. a back on them. You can like see through them and they're like unfinished. Those, those are the stairs yes. that we saw in many, many houses. But the ones we have here are finished and they were very nice, but they were painted white. And on top of each rung, there was a, a rubber matting that over the years had started to deteriorate and if you walked up the stair and you caught it the wrong way you would rip the rubber matting so as a surprise to my esposa i handcuffs, handcuffs yes <laughs> i uh, ripped up all of the pl uh, the rubber matting i repainted all of the stairs and i put down carpet matting on each rung that was a that was a task it came out really nice, but uh, that was that was quite laborious. I would have, I should have stopped and and uh, offered the work to a couple of Mexican dudes that I saw there outside of Lowe's. I'm sure, I'm sure they would have done a better job than I did. But I am proud of the work that I did. I'd I, like to see a picture of these stairs. You will, you will. I'm, I'm not posting it until she gets home. She's away for the weekend. It's been. You can post it on the fan page. She'll never see it. <laughs> True story. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't want to. That's like the safe place. I wouldn't want to give away the details of this episode until I post this episode, which is going to be two weeks from now. So if you have patience. Absolutely tease it with the stairs. <laughs> if you have patience. Speaking of which, I want you to go into the, the Lunsby swag store. I did. That blanket looks delightful. Right? So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have talked about it. And, 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 and again, we will design anything you want and uh, just just put our little tag on it somewhere. But we'll design anything you want. We'll put it in the Lunsby Swag Store. You can buy it there for a very, very... And, and if it's your design, you automatically get a 5% discount. <laughs> you know what I want? What do you want? I want a baseball a baseball button-up that says Lunsby on the front and says Chick Brew on the back. I will see if that's available. I will... I will, and I, will. I would also like one that says T-Bone for you. <laughs> Okay, I, I I will get on that. I will uh, I will try to make that happen. And then people could order their favorite T-bone or chick brew, and then everyone will know. And then we'll be able to prove that I am the favorite. I hate you so much. <laughs> we did this. We did this once when we were on the radio, and uh, it did not fare well for me. Even though I had to cheat, <laughs> we had we had done something where uh, Facebook uh, we reached out and said, "Hey, who do you like more, T-Bone or Chick Brew?" and and the votes were coming in pretty strong for Chick Brew. So I started cheating and I got caught cheating, which, I mean, it happens. I pardoned myself. That's that's how that went down. <laughs> Very diplomatic of you. Uh, yes, I will look at adding that to the store. So you like the blanket. The blanket is the piece design, right? So <laughs> anyone out there who's got the little homophobe gene going on, remember that long before the uh, LGB... Yeah, uh, long before the alphabet people adopted the rainbow flag, it existed prior to that as the Pache flag or the peace 
flag. The rainbow flag in Europe has been known for peace for a very, very long time. And it's been uh, co-opted, if you will, in the States to become uh, different. But anyway, I used the Pache flag. Where are you going? <laughs> I used the Pache flag to design the colors are in order. Of course, purple being my favorite. And the other colors on the Pache flag are of the rainbow. And that's what you see in the fleece blanket. That's and- quite an explanation for... I like the fleece blanket. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite designs because it's Lunsby and then underneath each one of the letters in a different color. You can get it in black and white or you can get it in color. But underneath each one of the letters explains what Lunsby is. And I think that is a is a design people might enjoy. I think so. I thought it was I thought it was delightful. I like the little pop of color. Now I know it's a Pacha flag, but hey, I liked it all the same before. Um, <laughs> as an alphabet person myself, I am not huge. I'm not a huge rainbow person. Like personally, like it, it just isn't appealing color wise for me. I don't like s- fashion my clothes or anything. Um, not my thing. But I did like it. I like the little pop of color. I am only a rainbow person. Like, only the colors of the (laughs) rainbow. The moment other colors start coming into the flag, I am not down with the other colors. I am only the rainbow colors. (laughs) So many questions, but we are not going to get into it today. (laughs) You know what I would like to get into? It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight, prove one thing. I, I, I am going to let you go first, as I always do in, in our talk about cooking segment. But I got, ooh do I got a fun one for you. You go. Tell me what you've been cooking this week. What's going on there, Chef Christina? I will say I have not been cooking much this week. But last night, you remember Hutch from AFN here? Yeah. We were celebrating his marriage. He got married. And we were having a little party. The AFN crew came together and did a little barbecuing. Oh. They put their whole foot in it. It was fantastic. I even liked the chicken. What? And I don't even like chicken. You don't like it chicken. so good. They did a fantastic job out there. Tonight, I'm probably going to make like a Philly cheesesteak or something. Oh. <laughs> Which is less awesome than the barbecue, but I also have been craving it. I I was not craving a Philly cheesesteak until you mentioned it. Now I am. Well, come, over. Ah, come over. Yeah, right? It's just around the corner. Why not? You billionaire. <laughs> no, you would not be having this conversation with me had I been a billionaire. Uh, <laughs> gone. I just assume that you would show up and um, the neighbors that I like least, their house would be like bought and sold, right? You would have just moved in and been like, no, I'm back. <laughs> I don't know if they you have a nice pool. Oh, do they? We do. There's some really nice properties out there in Puerto. There's some really nice properties. But I loved being centrally located in Rota. I really did enjoy everything was in walking distance. Even the base was in walking distance. I enjoyed living in Rota. And just to get to Puerto, if we were to come back, I don't think I have a choice. I think we're getting a place in Puerto. And it's going to be... A McMansion. It's going to be really nice. And this is not just being a billionaire. This is just being a government employee because the amount of money they give you to to, well. to rent a ho- house there, you might as well put some time and effort into it. Anyway. Philly cheesesteak. Yes. I <laughs> did something I've never done before. I, did you grill corn? <laughs> I cooked chicken wings in the Instapot. Oh, 
M a G exclamation point times three. I, uh, I, this is all it was. Chicken wings, boom, dumped them in there. And a cup of water, and inside that cup of water, a spoonful of garlic. Number one, fall off the bone. Um, amazing fall off the bone chicken wings. Number two, infused with the garlic. Absolutely delicious. Did not need anything else. Just, I thought I was going to cook them in the Instapot to make sure that they were safe to eat because, you know, chicken. And then I was going to grill them to give them the grill. Not necessary at all. They were... My mouth is watering. I don't know what I'm going to eat next, but as soon as we are done, I am eating something, whether it be a Philly cheesesteak or whether it be chicken wings, because I got plenty left. I would have done orange juice instead of water. Orange I love, juice. I love that like citrusy, ooh, with the garlic, or if you had some like ginger. I was, I was actually thinking the next batch that I cook, I was going to add some honey to the water. So garlic, honey. And, yeah. And but wow, man, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't own an Instapot, oh, you that are... actually sounds really good. Orange juice, honey, a little bit of cayenne to make like a hot honey, a little splash of garlic. That would be really good. Just to eat them, just to eat them like that without any added sauce. Now I did, you know, I got some sweet baby rays uh, hanging around the house, so I did Who dip doesn't? a couple in some sweet baby rays, and they were equally delicious. But I did not need the sweet baby rays because they were very delicious on their own. I will try adding a citrus juice. I will try adding honey, and I will post or share with the audience. Uh, my amazing concoctions of chicken wings. You got to buy them at the, the Costco, though. Oh, specifically. Yeah, because they're so doggone expensive. Fair. Like nowadays, the going rate for a chicken wing at a restaurant is like a buck twenty-five a piece. A buck twenty-five for a chicken wing. I'm and, glad and, I don't and, like chicken. And then supply shortages and all this other nonsense. When, when, I think when, that's all made up. It is. I don't think, it, I don't it think that's real. Is. I don't think that that's real. That's how they're jacking the prices the only up reason, on you. The only reason I don't think that that's real was because when everyone was like screaming, supply chain, supply chain, living in Europe, prices didn't change <laughs> for like some of the same items, you know, it didn't change. It was just just happening to you guys. And that's sad. For well, uh, they definitely change. Ah, living in America. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I agree. They definitely changed there. I was watching it, and I just remember thinking, like, is no one gonna say? Is no one gonna say that they're lying? <laughs> You're just gonna let companies get away with it? Oh, you are. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you say anyone's lying these days, uh, they call you there a was, conspiracy there was, theorist. No, there was a very visual proof on the whole internet where you could look at one. You could look at the same company charging one price in America. Versus what they were charging in other countries. And, you know, it's a manufactured shortage. <laughs> what else experienced? <laughs> Just uh, anything they could do to increase their profits. It's what they do. I mean, we, we, yeah. we understand that. It's all BS. But again, if you mention that it's BS, you're called a conspiracy theorist. Because even the government I is involved a conspiracy theorist. in this BS. I love it. The old Barbara Streisand, if you will. Hey, do you have any headlines for me? I do. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. I don't know why those are coming in so hot, but I, I got to give you a stinger and then you give me a headline. 
891 people make s'mores together in Texas to break a world record. We have had this discussion before about world records and how ridiculous some of them are. And getting 891 people together to make a freaking s'more is honestly only 891? It's Texas! Okay. The sm- Where was the rest of the 900? <laughs> the smallest town in Texas has got at least 892 people in it. They only had three pickup trucks to get them there. <laughs> and no one was making a second trip. Uh, I just don't, I don't get why that is a record. It is, I guess, a feat to get 891 people to do anything at the same time. But then again. I mean, that's how we got the Pledge of Allegiance. Tell me. That's how we got the Pledge of Allegiance. So tell me. Oh, yeah. No, it was for the Chicago World's Fair. Got everyone together to recite a poem. And the best way to get the most people was to get kids at school to say it all at once. There you go. I did. And we just never stopped saying it. I did not know this. And to my chagrin, if you will, most people don't even know the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, They stopped teaching cursive in school. I'm sure they stopped doing the Pledge of Allegiance in school. I don't really understand the Pledge of Allegiance or the need for it. Well, um, I mean, let's you're just start the day. You're <laughs> pledging an allegiance to a flag. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, just a piece of plastic at this point made in not America. So, like, why are we focusing on it? It's made of polyester. It's recycled Coke bottles. And, like, we don't, most people don't even know anything about the flag. Made so let's in just China. Go ahead and keep moving on. I don't I don't feel like it's that important. If uh, if you were going to set a record, what would it be? You you have the option. You need 900 people to do it. It's not s'mores, but it's we're obviously what, bringing cup, dogs to the park. Cupcakes. <laughs> uh, 892 people eat a cupcake at the same time. What is the record for one person making cupcakes nonstop? <laughs> That's me. That's I think I, I think you might be in the in the running for that because you are a <laughs> cupcake maker and your tiny little I, I Spanish stove. I think it's funny because whenever there's these records that involve like like one person doing something, I'm like, I could see how that would be a record. But it's like you just got as many people as would show up to do something as simple as making s'mores all together. Like that just sounds like Well, it had to be party? like an assembly line. Like you had to you had to go to each station to get your graham cracker, to get your marshmallow, to get your piece of chocolate. And and, uh, See, and if I were putting that together, that's not it, not how I would do it at all. And then you need a stick cuz you, you need to cook a s'more, right? You don't just uh How the heck? How do you do that? Would, how do you make so a s'more? If it was that many people, I just put everything in a Ziploc bag, say, make your s'more, wrap it in the foil, throw it in the fire. Everyone made a s'more. Like, okay. It's not even it's like just, that. It's just me. It's a I, s'more. I'm you one did, person. I've never made a s'more. How do I make a s'more? Are we mass producing s'mores? No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope, just me. You just me. Be? It's me. Oh, okay. I, I'm a one person. I want to make a s'more. I've never made a s'more before. How do I make a s'more? You're going to take one full graham cracker and break it in half. Got it. You're going to take four rectangles of Hershey's chocolate and lay it on top of one half of the graham cracker. Got it. You will take one marshmallow and point it on a stick or a skewer and you will hold it over an open flame. Could be a lighter, could be the stove if you've got a gas stove, doesn't matter. Just the marshmallow. Just the marshmallow. Okay. Once it has reached your level of chard, I like them crispy. Extinguish the fire if it is still actively burning. Uh Uh-huh. You will place the marshmallow on top of the chocolate. Uh-huh. 
you will take the other graham cracker, put it on top as you remove your skewer so as to not burn your fingers. And you've made a s'more. I did not know that. If you're making them in bulk because you have a bunch of small children and you are at a, a camping scouting event or something like that, you take your graham crackers, your chocolate, your marshmallow, your graham cracker, throw it in the sandwich, wrap it in foil, and you chuck it in the fire. It all melts. It's all gooey. You take it out after like 10 seconds and you hand it over. I have learned something very valuable today. I have learned how to make a s'more. I did not know how to make a s'more. Speaking of things that are on fire and not one of the headlines you're going to give me. <clears throat> All right, everybody, this is me. This is T-Bone. This is a break from the norm real quick. Let me just say, at this stage in this recording, I was getting ready to go on a tangent that, in hindsight, could have been seen as insensitive to the tragedy that occurred in Maui. And, and because of that, I'm making a, an executive decision that I'm going to I'm going to eliminate that entire piece. And, and of course, nothing I said in that piece was intended to be mean or hurtful. But when you talk about comedy, you talk about tragedy plus time equals funny or, or uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy. But tragedy is not very well defined. And if it's one person that dies, you can make a joke about it that same day. If it's a couple of people that die, maybe maybe you wait a little bit, you know, but right now with the number of people that are still missing from the fires in Maui, there first of all, there's over 100 already dead. It's America's deadliest fire. It's not something that should be made light of. Whether I wasn't really joking about the situation. I may have been joking about the experience and I, and as I listened to it in edit, I didn't like it and I didn't think you would like it. So, yeah, I'm making that executive decision to pull that. And, um, you know, I'm, it's, I'm not like going to ask for a moment of silence or anything along those lines, but I would like you to just, you know, kind of keep the, the people of Maui in your prayers or, or your positive vibes or whatever you can send out. There are, there are still so many people missing. And, you know, every day is a gift. I, I've been living that for a year uh, on borrowed time. And, I feel really bad about what happened there. So uh, this is my apology. I'm, I'm sorry. I went down that road to try to make some levity of it. And I'm proud of the fact that I'm pulling it. So if we go up a little short this week, we'll go up a little bit short. Okay. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for being a listener. And uh, even though you didn't hear anything I said, if I offended you in any way, I promise you I wasn't trying. And that's why I pulled it down. So with that being said, we're going to go... Um, on to our next headline, as if none of this ever happened. Cyclist rides 500 miles backwards. <laughs> uh, is, is it a record? Did he have it is to... a record. Of course it's a record. <laughs> there was not very many good headlines because we, one, did not record that long ago. Two, the world is literally on fire, and the options were not so great. I have a ton of headlines. I, I love the New York Post because the New York Post gets, oh, just gives you crazy headlines. There's a, a woman but in they Maryland who got headlines that you don't like. <laughs> I'm not even going to go where I was going to go. All right, so guy uh, rides backwards on a bicycle for 500 miles. That's a record. Yay. What was the previous record? 499. How do you do that though? Like, it seems so dangerous. I don't even like to walk backwards. 
on a track. I would do it on a track. Look like a track. Maybe riding a bicycle backwards on the road. Well, first like, of all, he's like, I don't want to say he looks stupid, but he looks a little stupid. And can you imagine doing that for 500 miles? It just no. It sounds very boring. It's, it's, it's like number of part of the fun of riding a bike is like the adventure onward and forward. <laughs> and you're, here you are like teetering with your head turned over your shoulder. What a crick in the neck. Like it just seems so impractical. And again, as to your earlier claim. Why is that a record? Why? So uh, someone did it for three miles and someone was like, I can beat that. I can beat that. You know, the one record that always got me was female fastest woman on the planet. She was in the salt flats. She was in a vehicle. She broke the record, which was her record. She broke her own record by going like 330 miles an hour. And and then she went 331 miles an hour. And then on the next one, she died. Beating oh, her own record, uh, she had a horrible accident and she died. Uh, you should have let, you shouldn't do that. If you set the record, let somebody else break the record. And then once somebody else breaks the record, you go back and break the record. Don't tempt fate that, <laughs> do not tempt fate. Fate is an evil mistress who will kill you over and over and over. I saw a headline of a Georgia woman who got caught in the Bahamas trying to hire somebody to kill her husband. Now, her husband is a is man... You, you said your wife was out of town? <laughs> Did you go to the Bahamas? <laughs> the husband is a man of means. He has taken care of her, and he wanted a divorce, and she would have done well in the divorce, especially in Georgia. She would have done well, but wasn't good enough. She had to try to have him killed. And now, and I'm hoping for hope, she gets nothing but prison in a Bahamian prison. I hope she spends the rest of her life just yaman, just living it up in a Bahamian prison. Because if you're going to leave your partner, leave your partner. It's, it is what it is. You don't have to kill him. You see that too often. Maybe I'm seeing it too often these days because, like, the TV is permanently stuck on Dateline. I saw... I, I listened to the other thing, uh, to a preview the other day of a Dateline. They explained the situations like this happened, and this happened, and this happened, which seems normal. But if it was normal, we wouldn't be here. And I cracked up. I was like, that's that's a great promo. <laughs> All right, so guy rides backwards on a bicycle for 500 miles, sets a record. Yay, you. No. How about we move on? Who, to I just want to know who comes up with these things. I just don't understand. But I'd like to know. What is it? What makes it worthy of a record? Because I'm pretty good at sleeping. What's the record for that? There's got to be a record. That's a challenge. We may have talked about it before, but the Guinness Book of World Records was is appropriately named Guinness because it is named after the beer, Uh, the stout, if you will. It is something that came up in a bar and it was a discussion between some drunk Irishmen about, I wonder what the thing would be. And I wonder who could do this. And I wonder how long that could last. And they just started with these stupid, it's just bar chatter. That's all it ever was. The Guinness Book of World Records was designed from bar chatter and just drunk guys just coming up with ideas about, oh, I wonder how many potatoes you can eat at once. And and, uh, <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it ever became of it. And that's how it exists today. How about we move on to some some learnings? Let's do some learnings. It is 
is time for facts from the book of everything. Every week we bring you something from the book of everything that uh, hopefully enlightens you, inspires you, educates you, and stays with you. If it's a good fact from the book of everything, it will stay with you. And if it isn't, well, it won't. There's that. <laughs> All right, here we go. You you recently visited the uh, the capital of England. And yes. uh, and here is a fact for the capital of England. The capital of England, if you didn't know, is is London. The London police employ 39% more people than the entire British Navy because they don't carry guns. You know, if you don't carry guns, you, you, you need bodies. You need more people. And they don't carry guns, so there's a whole bunch of them. 39% more than the entire British Navy just to police the city of London. You know what number one uh, device used in London for killing people is? Stapler. Knife. Yes. Uh, they love to knife people there in the Englands. All right. Uh, second fact from the book of everything, if you are ready, if you are prepared. <laughs> in 1999, a four-year-old girl turned yellow. Jaundice? Turned yellow after drinking too much Sunny D. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. How much was she drinking? How much Sunny D do you need to drink to set a Guinness Book of World Record? Hold on. Turned her yellow. In 1999. How much Sunny D do you have to drink to turn yellow? Okay, there's a person <laughs> popped up. In fairness to Sunny D, the girl had been guzzling an insane 1.5 liters of the stuff every day, resulting in a buildup of beta carotene that turned her yellow. That's quite a bit. Isn't there a song called Yellow? Yes, by the world's most awful band, Coldplay. And something yellow too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, is yeah. Coldplay the world's most worst band? Why is that? It's not that they're the worst band, but they're mayonnaise music. It's just not. It's mayonnaise good. music. Yes. <laughs> we've it's done, fine, but we've it's done not the, the greatest condiment. We've. I love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise with hot sauce. Yeah, but that's not just mayonnaise. True. That's, it's spicy that's, mayonnaise. You've created a sauce. That's Manny's a... music is just like music that's there. It doesn't. Your life would not be better or worse without it. That's a spicy it's mayonnaise. Fine. It's fine. Horseradish. It's just oh, ketchup with. Uh... You're talking about cocktail sauce, which is horseradish and ketchup. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, Who doesn't love cocktail sauce? They used to. They. You know, I used that the other day as a salad dressing, cocktail sauce, because really? I had run out of shrimp and I had cocktail sauce left over, and I was like. Pfft. Well, I've got shrimp in the salad. Why don't I just put some cocktail sauce in the salad? And it was amazing. I made my own horseradish sauce once, and I will tell you that was... <laughs> it was the best horseradish because it was so spicy and delightful. Mm. But if you make horseradish sauce, do not take the lid off of the blender and then go... <laughs> <laughs> and look straight in while breathing or having eyeballs because it's like macing yourself i would like to make my own horseradish sauce i you know i haven't i don't shop at subway because subway got rid of their horseradish sauce but that used to oh, did they get rid of the creamy horseradish yeah yeah years ago and it was That's it's so because of that I, I don't go there anymore that and that they hired a pedophile to you know market their brand uh they, a little oh, thing yeah, jared <laughs> i worked at subway that was my first job really you yeah. were a culinary a specialist time. Uh, sandwich uh, artist. Sandwich artist. Yes. You have to. Yeah. My boss Sharon, you had to like take a written test, and you had to show her that you could like by weight make the grabs. It was very intense. Sharon was quite 
So here in America, now Subway is, as, as a promotional gimmick, they are touting their ability of cutting the meat fresh. This is, this is their new thing. They, uh, they cut the meat fresh to make the sandwich better. No, no, what you're doing, Subway, is making it longer. You're, you're taking even more time, you know, and I, I get it. If you've got Subways around the city and, and you're in America and you can order the Subway in advance and just go there and they'll deliver it to you, I get it. But if you're in a little place like Rota, Spain, and there's only one Subway and everyone takes lunch at the same time, cutting the meat fresh is not something that makes people want to go there it's just gonna make everything take longer how much is a foot long in the states these days 75 dollars something like that yeah i do really miss the five five dollar five dollar foot long well that commercial was so good because we live in a litigious society where someone sued subway because the foot log was like 11.9 inches long and they they won the case and then somebody's like screw you guys we had we had a good we had a good thing going on there with a five dollar foot long because you know it made sense and then you 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 measured it on us and uh now it's 75 dollar foot long how's that sound the best part about (laughs) that is the bread at Subway comes frozen, right? It's like just, it's already rolled. It only comes in white and wheat. All of the sprinkles are added right before you put it in the proofer. And they are they are a foot long. But when you proof the bread, sometimes the ends get a little stubby. <laughs> so <laughs> Because it's bread rising. Now, it's been a long time since you've worked at Subway. Yep, but you can watch them make it, the bread, everywhere. I hear you on this proofer thing, but there's a lot more varieties of bread now. Uh, there's there's the white, there's the wheat, and then there's, you know, like seven different flavors. That- right. Asiago cheese, Parmesan oregano, all of the, oh, and then like the seed oat. It's the white bread. You let it defrost. You put inside those little uh, sill pat that the bread is in, like those little grooves. You dump the sprinkles, the bread defrost. You put it in upside down. You put it in. It's the same bread. It's the same bread. We it's are learning something it. today, ladies and gentlemen, that you are being lied to by Subway. Not only are their footlongs only 11.9 inches long, but all of these daggone specialty breads are just white bread with sprinkles. 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 <laughs> all right. How about we go to a quick commercial and then we cut, when we come back, we'll uh, do our birthday boost. Hey, everybody, it's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby Show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to the Lunsby Show from anywhere. iHeartRadio. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. I love that commercial. You should listen to us. And you're this deep into the episode, so it doesn't matter. You're obviously listening somehow. (laughs) Every week 
we uh, acknowledge those people who have traveled with us uh, around the sun one more year. So we've got a list of people that are celebrating birthdays. If they're super cool and we like them, they get this thing called a birthday boost. And uh, if they're not super cool and we don't like them, they still get this thing called an honorable mention. As always, you go first. All right. Uh, First up, Crescent Peters. Her parents are supporters of the show. Crescent is also an MC in the Navy, which makes her an immediate favorite. And she's been on the show. And she's been on the show. But the best part about, and I'm sure you've experienced this many times because you served in the the Navy for quite a while, but her her Master Chief is actually my mentor. (laughs) And it's fun to have two very different experiences about one person (laughs) because I never worked for him. So (laughs) it's fine. But she may not know it, but a lot of people are very proud of her. She's doing a great job. But more importantly, she's a great person. So happy birthday, Crescent. Keep going. We, uh, we've been doing this show for several years. It's uh, not uncommon for uh, names to repeat when it comes. But we do our best to share to share the birthday boost with other people. And this particular week of our taping... A lot of the people have already gotten a birthday boost. So I've got to reach down into the... I got to I gotta mix them up a little bit. I got to figure out who it's going to be. And this week, it's going to be... Uh, I'm just going to say your first name. Uh, Linda, and you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, girl, you're about to find out who you is. Uh, L- Linda used to work for me years and years ago when we were together in Rhoda. Linda's husband came into some money, like some real money not not necessarily a billionaire but he he doing all right and uh, when you come into money and you're an active duty sailor you've got an option and one of those options is to leave the navy behind which is exactly what linda did a new york girl you know i love her to death she's an amazing person she's got an amazing family and she is living an amazing life so you miss linda Last name redacted on purpose. I wish you nothing but the biggest and the brightest and the best. Happy birthday to you. Next up, different family, but Kelsey Peters. <laughs> <laughs> All these Peters, oh my goodness. No, but Kelsey was a really good friend. She was Her husband was stationed here, Air Force. She used to go to TRX and Zumba with me. She is... So when she was here, she found out she was pregnant with twins. Right? She already had a daughter... She found out she was pregnant with twins and well, we'll just say it's fun. But now I see <laughs> online, you know, these twins are, they're like full children. And it makes you like realize how long it's been since you met or last saw someone. And I will say that I really do miss hanging out and giggling with Kelsey while we were failing to do every single choreographed step in Zumba. Um, it has never been as much fun <laughs> and I have never felt more alone with uh, all the missteps by myself. So happy birthday, Kelsey. I hope you and the family are doing fantastic. So this person is, is a longtime friend of mine. He's a retired mass chief, uh, Pete Yashenko. Pete is, is uh, in the Facebook world. He's kind of, he's famous in, in Facebook. If you're in the right groups, Pete usually comes in like once a day and he shares this amazing piece of history or something. He does this 
really frequently on a lot of the chief petty officer pages and stuff like that. So, and and he's a former master at arms. So in the master at arms pages, he posts some stuff. But he's pretty pretty doggone famous when it comes to f- uh, Facebook stuff. And I, I remember the first time I saw him, you know, because he's he's a, he's a he was a big guy. He was a muscular man. We were doing a chief selectee golf tournament, and he was standing up on the railings. And he called out to me, and I had never met him before. I was busy. I had a lot of stuff to do, and I didn't really have the time for niceties or to be polite to him. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls me out, and I, uh, in, in typical fashion, I was disrespectful, not realizing who he was, and just treating him like every other chief there that day. But I enjoy Pete. I enjoy what he does on Facebook. Here's the thing. He he says these crazy historical facts, but he doesn't cite any references. So recently, he posted a fact that the last shots of Desert Storm were fired by a battleship from the United States Navy. I don't believe that to be true, but he inspired me to do a whole bunch of research on Desert Storm, which I served during Desert Storm. And uh, there are things that I have forgotten over the years and along the way. And I still haven't found out who fired the last shots. But I'm pretty daggone sure it wasn't a battleship. Because it didn't make sense. It was a battleship firing into Kuwait on an oil reef. It didn't, it didn't make sense. And he doesn't cite any references. And, and I kind of gave up. So Pete, as always, I wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best. And uh, thanks for uh, challenging me and making me learn new things on a daily basis. And now, on to your honorable mentions. All right, honorable mentions. Richard Mikado, Lindsay Gutierrez, Charlie Taylor, Martha Palm, Steve Bond, and DeAndre Skinner. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure previous birthday boost recipient Al Katz, Hannah Lopez, and Fabiola... Uh, I, I believe all of them are previous recipients of a birthday boost, but it is their birthday week. Woody McAdams, I think I may have given him a birthday boost in the past. Jason Kugel, Bill Randall, Ken Mayo, and Eric Knowles, Maurice King, and Della Sway. All celebrating their birthdays this week from both of us, from me and Chick We wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, the best. Happiest of happy birthdays to you all. that brings us up to the closing uh you got anything else you want to add promote put out post anything no but make sure you go get your uh lund's b swag yes for a uh look for some baseball tees and then pick your favorite uh host and we'll determine we have we haven't made those happen yet but we're going to try we're going to come up with something so uh, on the chick brew shirt what would your number be three why three it will I had two soccer jerseys when I played soccer, three and 11. I'm going to go with 68. 68 is my favorite number. Of course it is. (laughs) Giant child. (laughs) And and if you don't know why 68 is my favorite number, you're going to have to figure that out in the comments. Ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today as I remind you all the time, just be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. I'm going to take my puppy outside now.
Enjoy.